tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey there, Grim fans! Welcome back to AfterBuzz TV's Grim After Show. Oh, guys, it's time to go on a maiden quest. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna be talking about a maiden quest. Uh, it was made in Portland. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. Uh, thank you for joining us. I'm your host Zach Wilson here uh, as we talk every week about the new episode of Grimm. Uh, you can tweet at me throughout the week, throughout the show. I got the chat roll up and think Yell Teagle does too. Yep. But you can tweet at me at that Zach Wilson or using the hashtag ABTV Grimm. <laughs> That's correct. Um, now let me introduce my fantastic panel, or they'll introduce themselves. You guys. Who are you? Ladies first. Okay. A lady. Um, <laughs> welcome. I'm Yell Teagle. You can tweet me live at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. And that is correct. I am in the chat roll. I just, I just did. <laughs> I, I reloaded. We're good. I'm there. And y'all know me. Still the same Tari. Uh, <laughs> yeah! Did not deserve um, that. Uh, so good. Not at all. You can find me at Tari J. It's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Okay, guys. Um... The quote, mm-hmm. after three days and nights, whoever tries and does not succeed shall be put to death. <laughs> um, yeah, I like this quote. I mean, it pretty much perfectly sets up the uh, the episode. Uh-huh. Um, which, so let's just, let's dive right into our, uh, our Vessel of the Week. Um, which, how did you guys feel about this very much a return to Vessel of the Week for this episode? I was waiting for it to tie in. I was waiting for it to be relevant. I'm going to be honest. Um, and it didn't appa- didn't seem to. No. Nope. I mean, I liked it. It was a good episode. <laughs> sure. um, I liked seeing Madeline Zima, uh, who you all may remember from The Nanny, uh, mm. or from Californication, where you see her. Wait, who is she on The Nanny? Was she the, She's the youngest daughter. The, I, was, I thought she looked familiar, but I she, couldn't figure out where. I didn't she, watch Californication. Um, on Californication, she was very much an adult. Um, <laughs> but I felt like with the twist at the end, not to jump through the plot, but the twist at the end um, felt very much a reminder of season four, episode 19, Iron Hans, which it was the daughter the whole time. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, that was my thought. Because as soon as the second one got killed, I was like, it's her. Mm-hmm. It's definitely yeah. her. Yeah, I mean, I thought for a second it could have been the the father, but like I thought, I thought the episode was really uh, it was true to grim form. Uh, it was it was interesting mystery. I like that the the guy that everyone was going after was a regular dude, mm-hmm. uh, and they were mm-hmm. having so much trouble with it. <laughs> Though in this world where we have actual like dragon people, I, I kind of would have liked it if it were like a dragon man. 
Oh, like it. It specifically was about ki- like slaying, like the slaying dragon. a dragon. Slaying yeah. a dragon. Yeah, that would have been that would have been interesting. I think if they had done that, as much as like in red, like I'm like, oh yeah, I want to see that. I would have been like, that's too on the nose. <laughs> um, to be like, to be honest, I think that yeah. would be my reaction. Yeah. Because right. um, the same same thing like how we did um, Peter Pan. Peter Pan, yeah. and I was just like. It, it, you can do the same story. Yeah. He didn't need to be named Peter, yeah. right? And Wendy and John, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, the uh, the quote is from the uh, I forgot to mention this is from the Brothers Grimm story, the Twelve Dancing Princesses. Yeah, oh. shock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we don't. It's not always from a Gr- Brothers yeah, Grimm know, story these days. Yeah, it could be from like. Die Hard. I don't know. They pull quotes from a lot of places. Sure. Our first one was Aristotle or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Uh, uh, but I, I liked this episode as as I watched it. I, it's not a very memorable episode, per mm-hmm. se. Um, at least the main storyline. But I do think it was necessary to do a Vessen of the Week mm-hmm. that was not hugely tying in because the thing is while it doesn't drive our arc forward in terms of the uprising right. I think it was sort of necessary to see how Nick deals with going back to his normal day to day life mm-hmm. right. with this new circumstance because it draw it drove forward how he and Adeline are living together so right. in a way doing this Vessen of the Week was really more about the B story of Nick and Adeline than it was about doing a, a big story. Right. It yeah. was its own piece of this arc. It just didn't. It, it didn't seem like it on the surface. But I think it was necessary for that reason. Yeah, and I would say that it could also. Uh, I don't know if this will actually play into it, but seeing this guy going mad from seeing all these Vessin, I mean, is kind of a reflection of how people would react. So if the this uprising is in fact trying to be out in the open, this could be a prime example of them or of the reason why they can't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, what, why you have to keep this stuff secret. Um, maybe it's because you have ancient traditions that you adhere to where you murder people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you have people fighting to the death for the right to marry someone against her will. <laughs> um, yeah, but at least it was it was always a test to show that she was ready to lead because his sons were dead. Yeah, I don't know blah, about blah, that. Blah, blah. What? <laughs> what? I mean, yeah, because they were trying to they were salvaging like what could have been a really like classic like pa- uh, not patriotic uh, patriarchal patriarchal story. Yeah, it's like. Because in the first scene, she didn't even say a word. And I was like, is she just going to, like, stand there the whole episode? But, like, and they managed to bring it back around yeah. to where it's like, no, she was, she's was she been taking charge this whole time. Um, though I feel like in terms of their plan, she could have definitely just circumvented it by just killing the guy herself. Um, I also was thinking the same thing in the first scene. I was like, they cannot be wasting Madeline Zima. Like... Her career has not gone that awful that they're just going to have her stand there and be a prize. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I agree with you that it, she the fact that she kept saving Frankie was really obnoxious. I was like, why don't you just cut off his head? Yeah, like yeah, bring the head and be like, I did it. I marry myself, <laughs> or I marry the one I actually wanted to marry, which <laughs> I killed. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's not a, not a joke. Not that's, a joke. That's what's happening here. Um, also, question. The bar that Frankie ran? F-bomb. It was F-bomb, right? Yes. Okay. Well, you, yeah, his... his uh, Logo his, was an F on a bomb. Mm-hmm. Well, his uh, car license plate was also F-bomb one. Oh, okay. I yeah. Didn't, I, didn't I was like, <laughs> I want to go to a club called F-bomb. I totally didn't even notice that. <laughs> they, like, show it to you 15 times. Yeah. I was probably taking notes, let's be honest. Right. Um, but no, I just I just, I just blinked. Uh, Mr. Goku Jr. says that she's definitely a girl worth fighting for. Uh, yeah. What do you want? Uh, I mean, the question, I guess, is the... All right, let's get it over with. The uh, the uh, Mogged Zoktot. One more time. <laughs> the Mogged Zoktot. Again? No. Uh, well, I didn't catch it. What was it? The Maagd Zoktot. <laughs> it's just, getting worse yeah, the more adding, I do it. You're adding you're letters. Because like, <laughs> I have it written down with yeah. like extra Ks, I think, that how it's actually yeah. even spelled. <laughs> yeah. um, but so it's this Vetten Ogin tradition. Yes. Um, what kind of tradition? Vetten Ogin. Okay. Yeah. I haven't had to do a lot of pronunciation this season. It's been mostly old Vessin. That's true. Uh, this is the first, I think, new one this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like torturing you with them. What? I like making you say them again and again and again. Yeah, I get it. Uh, <laughs> I get it. They're hard to pronounce, and I'm not very good at it. That's why you're leading. Grimaniac <laughs> <laughs> uh, says, i got to get some phlegm going. Ew. Uh it's The mag zochtot. It's not Hebrew. It's not it's just, Hebrew. Uh, Lydia Serboskis keep trying. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, we're going to move forward. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of... In this, in this whole thing, it's very much like that classic, like, very anti-feminist stuff. Her, but the guy that she's supposed to be, like, in love with or whatever, the second one, mm-hmm. um, I hated him. I wanted to smack him in the face. Did anyone else catch the line where he goes, you just worry about how to raise those kids? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, I Whoa, totally caught it. Whoa, excuse me? So we have Isaac's the first one, Eli's the second one, who I just referred to as the hot one, uh-huh. and then Amos was the, the gay one. Yes. He was my favorite. When he was like, I don't want to do this. I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> See, it was interesting. When they all ha- when they all were lined up, mm-hmm. um, or at least when, after the first guy got murdered, yeah. after Isaac got murdered, I saw the way that they looked, and I was like, I, it, "It seems like it's got to be the mid, like uh, the hot one, the the, the the love interest." Yep, the hot one. One. Um, <laughs> it seems like it's got to be him, but that's too. Obvious. This other guy has a shifty look. Like he had this look where he like is clearly hiding something. Yeah, <laughs> but I actually, it actually that part I think worked out well because they it it made me second guess mm-hmm. what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think <clears throat> it was uh, it was the daughter at this point right. because there were two perfectly reasonable uh, people who we knew were actively trying to murder someone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so let's go with them. But which one is it? Because that one looks all shifty, like, and not to be clear. In any way, because he's gay, <laughs> but just because he had a secret and he was being shifty about it. I don't, I don't know that it was even a secret. It was more of a like, I don't want to be here. I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I had thought that uh, when I was watching it, I thought that it was the father uh, who was killing them to be like, I'm your final boss, and the person who succeeds me is the person who kills me. Uh, so that was my 
thought in terms of the story, but it wasn't. I'm that. the final boss. Yeah, because it's a maiden <laughs> quest. Um, which uh, uh, Grimaniac uh, is helping us out. Apparently, in Dutch, Magd Zoktot uh, translates to Virgin Quest. Yeah, or Virgin Search. That makes sense. Okay, um, isn't that what we're all doing? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. Yeah. Uh, Always in search of a good flight. Ha! Good one. <laughs> See, that's where the drum roll goes, <laughs> Steven. Up, Steven. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Darth uh, Machiavelli says it was Colonel Mustard, obviously. <laughs> Colonel Mustard with the sharp uh, Vetten Ogin teeth yeah. in the club. <laughs> Nice. Uh, that's how it, that's how it goes. Um, it was it was an interesting sort of feeling we had towards um, was it uh, Freddie, Fra- Frankie, Frankie, Frankie. Yeah. Um, I blanked for a second on his name. Um, F bomb because yeah, yeah F bomb because <laughs> we sort of yeah. wanted to. We were sort of with him for part of parts of it. It kept going back and forth between this guy's a d bag to this guy's just trying not to get murdered. <laughs> I mean, it was a D-bag who was yeah. trying not to get murdered. Yeah. Um, it was definitely a D-bag. But I thought that that made it very interesting towards the end, or towards the, the middle, I guess, more further in the story, when uh, they start going out into... Th- then here were some cool moments with um, the def- the attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, that was awesome. Yeah. I knew you had one on the payroll, but I didn't think you'd bring him into my office. It's yeah. Like, you know he's a cop. Like, how do you, how are you not aware? <laughs> I really hoped that she plays a bigger role. I hope that she comes back. Yeah. I like, I like the idea of this high power attorney being part of it, um, which could play into Adeline's thing about going back to work. Ooh. She could work for her. That'd be so badass. Nice. Yeah. Our Grim Law and Order special is coming up. <laughs> yes. Um, but it, <laughs> Grim and uh, Order. Yeah. <laughs> but so, do you? So, people at this point, most Vessen that we come across are aware, or a lot of Vessen, not most, but a lot of Vessen are aware that there is a Grim operating in the Portland area. Mm-hmm. And right. a lot of people seem aware that he's a cop. Yeah. <clears throat> do, do you think that they are. Like, that Nick is having like a good like impression on like the vet the Vesson community at this point. I think at this point they're aware that he's not beheading everybody. Yeah, right. Well, that's the thing. Like, I'm I was surprised at her reaction. Like, if she knows that he's on the payroll, yeah, at the police department, certainly she knows that he's not just going around killing every Vesson, right? Yeah, but think about. Um... I'm going to take this real bad. Think <laughs> okay. about, you know there's a KKK member in your neighborhood. He's not killing people now, but you don't want him walking into your office. That's, yeah. I mean, right? fair enough. I mean, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, and also, I feel like it's a very small faction of people who really know Nick for who he is. I mean, they know traditionally what a Grim is, and they've probably heard hearsay, but I mean... You can't you can't necessarily know until you meet him. I mean, there unless you're part of Bud's group of people who love Nick, like his Nick fandom, uh, then essentially all you know is it, I mean, it's kind of uh, grim racism, but all you know is that he is uh, different than you. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's the thing that's Nick has been most 
uh, has really driven uh, the story forward, or like in this world, is that Nick is changing the balance. Um, like he yeah. is a Grim who doesn't behave like a Grim, right. and people don't know what to do with it, and it's upsetting the balance. Ooh, ooh, ooh. what if, <laughs> what if Nick, what if Nick and his changing the way people think about mm-hmm. Grims and Vesson, what if he inspired the uprising? Oh, like just the fact that there is one Grim willing that there's a person out there, mm-hmm. a powerful person willing to challenge the old ways is like all it would take to and but like if they're aware enough that they can't just like go to him and be like we're gonna change the world yeah. man we're gonna do it we're gonna be a, the, the the change that people need hope <laughs> and all that yeah Nick Burkhart for mayor uh <laughs> Vesson Council Nick Nick Burkhart for Vesson Council sure hashtag Burkhart for Council stop it <laughs> <laughs> um I think also going back to the lawyer lady not wanting her in the office or him in the office, I feel like also she is like a shady lawyer, right? Yeah. So she probably had to try a lot of the or like defend a lot of the people that he put away. Oh, maybe mm. that would make sense. I, I would I would love a like Law yeah. and Order style follow up because we never get it. Like all these really complicated Vesson cases yeah. where you're like. Real world without the vest and stuff, your evidence is circumstantial at best. Yeah, well, I mean, how do you get them behind bars? So, Mr. Goku Jr. says law and vest and rhyme, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is great. Also, people are really upset about my um, KKK reference. I what are you wait? What is upsetting them that I compared Grimm's to KKK? I, I mean, classic Grimm's are. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it, but like classic Grimm's are, they're basically like terrorists. Yeah, they're basically yeah. terrorists. They go around and go, "You're not human, kill it." Like, I mean, it's it's the same, but same, same. Yeah, we're not talking about Nick. We're talking about traditionally. What Traditional a Grimm does. Grimm's just went out and killed every Vessin. This is like that's the thing. Bud is an ice beaver. A Grimm who met Bud in the 1800s would have just murdered Bud. Right. Bud would be dead. Yeah. And God. Bud, all he wants to do is work on refrigerators and have his big old mystery family that yeah. may or may not exist. He murdered um. them all. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, check out those interviews on Yale.tv. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so it's, you're, it's not a wrong analogy because a lot of Grimm are evil. Now, I think that there is a certain... That a lot of Grimm don't necessarily seek out the vi- the nonviolent ones, and they right. probably do let them be. Yeah, um, and they only go after the dangerous right. Vessin yeah. or right. ones that are causing problems. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that said, like, there's a reason that everyone's afraid of Grimm's, and it's not just because of bedtime stories. They're most Grimm's are violent and dangerous. Right. Yeah. Um, Nick is cha- Nick changed everyone. Um, yeah. And yeah, as Boo points out, the uh, the people who kidnapped Monroe, they're much more oh, absolutely. of a better comparison. And by better, I mean literally that's like, ex- they're like, hey, look, it's the KKK. Look at their hoods. <laughs> yeah. It's totally the KKK. Absolutely. And see how they're red? It's also Nazis. Yeah. Are we being, do you, have you figured out what we're doing with these stories yet? <laughs> you, you know their symbol? You know their symbol? What does it look like to you? What is it, does it look like a flaming cross? Does it look like a cross and a swastika put together? No? No? Let's make it more like Crossica. that. Crossica? Crossica. 
Oh my god. Moving on. Hashtag. Okay. Um, but I mean, to kind of uh, yeah. piggyback off of your point, uh, I would say that if anything, the uh, SGO is more inspired by Nick than the Uprising. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, mostly because like they seem to be how, whatever they're doing, it seems to be more towards the good of all, whereas like the uprising seems to just kind of be recruiting and and causing disaster. They are an elite group of murderers uh, with a plan. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> Let's. Um, let let's get into uh, what like I think was really the biggest part of this episode, um, because as I was saying before, I think that the the Vessen of the Week story really did more to inform Nick and Adeland mm-hmm. than it did drive the arc of the show f- forward in mm-hmm. any way. What are you guys feeling right now about the Nadeland? <sighs> This super awkward. Okay, well, you guys think about it. Let's no, let's I recap. Let's recap a little bit. Well, while Tari collects himself, um, <laughs> I'm a basket case. No, no, no. Uh, Go. But like, so we opened up on them like just totally just domestic, normal yeah. parents' problems. Oh, I've got to cook the rice, but the baby's crying. I think you should take care of the baby. I'll cook the rice. I don't know how to cook the rice. What do I do? Is he got? Does he have colic? I don't know what colic is. Somebody call a doctor. We don't know any doctors. Somebody we know someone who runs a spice doctor. shop. That's close enough. No, we're four hours away from that. Yeah, <laughs> I got excited. You started it. Go on, Doctor Who on After Buzz TV tonight at ten p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, okay. Um, so, what do you guys? How do you, I want to know what you guys think? I say it every week. I like that they're building this relationship. I like that she again says thank you for taking care of us. I know that you don't have to do this. And he constantly says, this is my son and I want to be there. And then she says, I want you in my bed. And I love the way she says it is because I know you'll kill anything that walks through that door. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that is such a turn on. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I love that they're building it and they really are building it nice and slow in a way that makes sense. Right. And the writers are really taking their time because I felt like, I personally felt that last season, the fans jumped ship, literally jumped ship, ah. um, way too fast. And I appreciate I appreciate that we're taking time. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I'm waiting for them to get in an argument. Because it's, it's they, I feel like the transition has been so perfect, where they essentially moved into this house and become this ultra team of, of baby slash cookers slash pseudo couple mm-hmm. and I'm just waiting because Nick is being a really nice guy and I feel like he's holding back whatever issues he might have in the situation and I and, and I, I feel like it would be to me more realistic if at some point he's like ah I can't do this anymore and like they have like a, a, a traditional couple blow up maybe that will end in them actually like doing it and stuff but like uh, essentially, that's what I'm waiting for. Well, yeah. Fingers I mean, crossed. You got the little hint of uh, when he looked back at her bra and it's like, whoa, oh, lady in the house. <laughs> she, oh, there's underwear over there. <laughs> I mean, also, somebody, uh, uh, Lydia's pointing out, Nick was shirtless. We cannot forget that. Girl, no one's forgetting that. It was, whew, it's been a long time since we've seen that. And it was beautiful. Um, yeah, I mean, th- 
like literally they went through so many pieces of like what it is to be in a relationship without like literally everything but contact right um <laughs> of any sort like they shared a they're sharing a bed mm-hmm. and having conversations about oh i don't like should i go back to work is it too soon like yeah. our baby has to be taken care of um whose turn is it to use the shower <laughs> um but it's it, it's awkward i here's my thing with nick and adeline and it's part of what what makes this so awkward to watch mm-hmm. is that while i'm watching it i'm like yeah i want these two to get together they work so they just they go together so well mm-hmm. that they seem perfect at this point um so of course yeah why don't they just hook up and shack up and get rid of the cot uh they need time i i'm i'm getting to my point okay yeah he's vamping, um, he's vamping go and but as soon as we step back from that and i think about even for a second the situation that they're in mm-hmm. it's like i don't want these two to get together do you know how messed up that is this is like oh let's not forget like this is a woman who uh attempted to murder his fiance multiple times mm-hmm. um pretended to be his fiance in order to have sex with him which in turn cost him his powers then uh, because of that th- it was a direct result basically a direct result of his fiance getting killed mm-hmm. because of her actions and now like yes they're le- it's not like he's just jumping right into bed with her but to be to get involved with her at all is very it's weird at best are you also forgetting that, it, that she just died Juliet just died a few yeah. months ago yes <laughs> But that's why I'm saying, like, it's not like he's jumping into right, bed with yeah. her right away. Right. Like, there's, they're letting time pass. Um, Come on, Zach. It's all water under the bridge. <laughs> I mean, he seems uh, to have forgiven well, her. <laughs> well, there is, there is one thing that I think could forgive all of that. If we look at Juliet. Uh, the Gamer Girl 2330 says, also, she tried to kill Aunt Marie way back yeah. in the beginning oh, of the show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That almost seems like passe compared to everything <laughs> else. Others. Yeah. Ish she's done. Um yeah. but my my point like the one thing that I think might alleviate that is if we get a little bit more into how being a hexen beast and not being a hexen beast alters who you are. Mm-hmm. Because we saw very clean very clearly Juliet before and after Hexen Beast yeah. were two completely different people. Absolutely. Right? And Adeline now is Adeline minus the Hexen Beast. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious what you guys think. Do you think it's fair to think of Hexen Beast Adeline and non Hexen Beast Adeline as two different people? I think yes, but there's still. I think they're two separate people, and I think that eventually, you know, he'll be able to come to terms with that, but that's not something you easily get over, especially when you look at them and that's what you see. Right. I can't I can't think of them as two separate people in that essentially, yes, the uh the Hex and Beast enhances your more primal aggressive uh, primal aggression. But I feel like she was still in control. It was still her will. I do think that yes, she has definitely arced 
to where, I mean, we've gotten to a point where she was evil, then she was uh, desperate, and now she is in a place where she can improve and she can be the the character that we want her to be. So, But I, I don't think that you can necessarily separate her from her previous actions. Okay. I mean, Mr. Goku Jr. Um, makes an interesting point comparing it to the vampirism on Buffy, um, which when you became a vampire in Buffy, you lost your soul. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were, effectively, you lost your soul and you lost your morals as part of that. So it was it, you couldn't necessarily be blamed. And it was only once you got your soul back that you began to question what you were doing, i.e. look at Angel right. or Spike in later seasons. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they, beca- they were very different people. The same person at the core, but with a, an entirely different set of morals and viewpoints, which is very much what makes up a person, especially in terms of how you feel about them, especially in love, is like a person's moral center is, of, for a lot of people, what you love about someone. Um, and Group Maniac points out that Adeline's almost going through what Julia went through, but in reverse. She's going from evil hex and beast to more empathetic human. Yeah. Right. So I think we're going to keep building that. And if we keep, for me, keeping that in mind... Sorry, Darth just points out that Nick and the chat Tom, roll keeps interrupting me, I know, and I'm, I don't appreciate they, it. Yell! They just re- Darth realized that Nick and Sean are wiener cousins. Eskimo brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I had to read it. Yeah, it's, it's, I couldn't help it. <sighs> they have been for a while. Whatever, go on. That's what you interrupted me for, yell. <laughs> it's very important. <laughs> it's really. Important. You know, to my deep moving point about Adeline and morals and souls and how she's going to behave as a person going forward and how we should treat her yep. to make an Eskimo Brothers joke. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Moving on, then. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's move on. I want before, uh, but before we get an, into uh, Monroe Zalee in this episode, Trouble yeah. and Renard, uh, I want to talk real quick about iTunes and our giveaways um, because we have some uh, we have some a giveaway to, as we've been saying um, no Gamer Girl it's not your job to interrupt me it is my <laughs> job to interrupt me it's as I'm doing now um, so I want to we, we as we know you know we've been giving away the uh, the Monroe mask from Comic Con this this season mm-hmm. and uh, we've given away one so far oh, this will be the second um, this is going to be the second um, so uh, we we <laughs> to what would be the best name for trouble babysitting? Uh, the funniest name for what that w- what that book show. show web series would be called? <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, we posted. We went to Twitter, and I think I'm gonna have to give the mask to Mister D Style Ninety. Yeah. Uh, at L Daryl uh, for baby trouble. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's good. Because, yeah, good. babies yeah. are, yeah, it's very succinct, yeah. it's very clear, but it's got the perfect amount of that trouble pun that we yeah. all yeah. love. Yeah. Uh, it'll never live up to trouble in paradise, <laughs> but it's a good, it's a solid start. Yeah. Uh, thank you to everybody who sent them in. Yeah. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> uh, Mr. D Style, uh, send us a note on Twitter and, uh, Send me a direct message, and we'll figure out how to get you your uh, 
mask thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Yell, I think, is going to tell us how you can win the next one. Yes. Um, guys, because there is no new episode next week, we, you have time. Aww. Yeah. But you have time to do the next challenge, which is fan art. That's right. We know we have amazing, talented uh, followers out there, and we are very excited. We want you to submit fan art of the panel, of the panel and Grimm, whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and you have until the 5th of December to do it, because we will be showing it all the fan art and choosing a winner. On the 6th of December, right here live on the after show. So, yeah, get it in by the 5th so we have time to uh, get it, uh, get it to every gather day. it. Yeah. So, yeah. we can gather it and put it in the system so we can show it to you guys and yeah. all that. Um, so, use the hashtag ABTVGrim so that we can find it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will gather all of your art. Uh, you can do it via Twitter. Um, I don't think you can do it on YouTube, but I will accept for those who want, they can also put it on my Facebook page and I'll bring it in. All right. So yep. look for me on Facebook, Yell Teagle, comma Yell TV, Y A E L dot TV. And uh, if if Twitter, for whatever reason, you can't get it to us, uh, just send us a note on there, and yeah. we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm excited. I've never had any fan art done uh, for excited. any of my shows. I'm excited yeah. to see what kind of creative, grim stuff they do. That'd be cool. I, I hope that we all end up being different vessels. Yeah. Uh, Goku, Mr. Goku Jr. wants to know what kind of vessel do you think Yell would be? I have no idea. That's up to you guys. Yeah, that's we're leaving um, it to you guys. I have no idea. Worm. I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we? Um, uh, yeah. All right. We, we'll take um, we'll take art in forms of drawing, painting, or Photoshop, whatever you guys want. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Um, Express yourself on uh, iTunes. You guys know how much iTunes helps us out. It's a big. It's a b- really a big support. That's how we've gotten some fantastic guests in the past. It's helping us get potentially, hopefully, more guests f- further the season. We're still working on some stuff, but stay tuned. Down the line, um, I think we're gonna have some very exciting stuff. Um, just lo- so look forward to that in the future. But iTunes is a great way to help us out. It helps the show keep. It helps keep the show searchable. Helps keep our lights on, and it helps. Everyone know how good a job we are, how much you guys are enjoying us. Help us keep the show at the quality that you all want, expect, and deserve. Um, so I want to give a shout out to uh, Saturn Nine Kalina, who says, "Love this show, excellent podcast." I followed this panel over from the Doctor Who after show oh, nice. and wasn't disappointed. Also, Meisner swooning is the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad someone appreciates it. <laughs> um. <laughs> I want fan art of Yellen Meisner's wedding. <laughs> Ooh, that would be good. Doesn't? Um I like I like Steven Wheeler says, uh, I think they're all ice beavers. And Mr. Goku asks, can we just use Photoshop? That. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 You, whatever medium. Yeah. Uh we're not picky. we're not picky. Yeah, no. <laughs> um All right. Let's um let's get into the rest of this episode because yeah. we got about ten minutes left. Mm. And uh but some quick some quick storylines. Um, Monroe's Lee. Yes. I just want to do, they were very, just very cute in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> As always. They're always adorable. Would you slay a dragon for me? I'd slay a whole flock of dragons. <laughs> Whatever you call a group of dragons. Great. <laughs> um, yeah, not much to say there. But, um, well, what am I saying? Not much to say there. Rosalie got a letter in the mail. Yes. Um, from somebody that Carlos is dead. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think? Who? I mean, this is clearly from her days when she had a drug problem right, and was right. involved in that whole scene. Um, do you think those people are coming? When they don't hear back from her, I have to imagine that they're coming to Portland. 
Um, I think we're building towards something. I don't know what or how, but I think that's definitely... Because you, you were telling me that at San Diego she mentioned something about her darker past catching up to her. Um, and I believe she said something similar when I was in Portland. So I think we're headed somewhere. That's all. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. All. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I definitely think that, yeah, they're coming this way. And I think that essentially, because we know that she's been kind of dealing with a lot of trauma recently, so I think it'll be a nice, good way to kind of slip her back into drugs and all that stuff. Or at least have an episode where they come and they're like, hey, join us again, and we get to see her triumph over her past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about Renard and the potential new mayor. Yeah. Well, this seemed like a massive... What's, <clears throat> like, they're starting off a massive storyline with this. Um, they dropped it in for, like, this mini scene. Yeah. But it had no connection to the rest of the plot. Yeah. And has mass. It seems like they're, they're, they're setting it up for it to have massive implications. It kind of feels like the new royals. Right. right. Like, well, we don't have the royals, so let's just do local government and stay in town. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Yeah. I mean, I got to, I don't know, you guys, yeah, you guys all watch uh, Arrow. Yep. It felt like a very much a blood moment where it was like, hey, it's this guy who's trying to get everyone's favor and he's trying to be mayor and you know he's part of this dark organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I don't know that Ren- what Renard knows about him. He knows that he wants to know more. Right. And it's super shady for this mayoral candidate. He's like, I really could use your support, Sean. Um, all right, that's that's cool. You know, I, I, I'm happy to help. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to know, like, what your uh, what your policies are. Like, what before I decide to yeah. endorse you, like, <clears throat> what am I endorsing? Like, what are, what do you stand for? We'll be in touch, you know. Uh, I really could use your help on this. It's going to be a great thing. Yeah, but I, I you didn't. I, that was a pretty big question. If I'm going to give you an answer, hey, details, details. Uh, Ivan Soto in the chat says, "Kind of boring, actually." <laughs> um, and Lydia points out it's another Damien Dark and Hive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, I think we're going to once we get a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, Here's the interesting thing, actually. Uh, I think the chat roll beat me to it yeah. before I could get it said on air. But do you think that this is just a... Like, this mayor guy is a red herring, and we're going to... Maybe Renard runs for mayor. Oh, yeah. I I'm, I feel like we're headed that way. It again, reminded me of Arrow. Mm-hmm. Like, well, if there's no one good running, I'll run. Right. Apparently, Renard is really well spe- respected in this community. Well, yeah, he's the police captain. Yeah. Keeping yeah, but there's a lot of murder <laughs> in this town. And what do they do? They solve those crimes. Uh, not all the time. They make the crimes disappear. Yeah. Yeah, but... It's yeah. a lot of murder. <laughs> I, I like when you have when you have that high of a crime rate. <laughs> the police commissioner is not often looked at as the good guy. Hey, they are they're not preventative. They are responsive. <laughs> um, Elaine, um, Elaine hold in the on. chat says he's not a politician. Uh, he's a politician, so he'll end up being dirty. And I say good. <laughs> Uh, Well, technically, as police commissioner, he is already dirty. Like, (laughs) but he he's already not uh, obeying the rules as police commissioner. Now, as we like from our perspective, he's doing the right thing. 
captain. Not I apologize. You're right. You're right. He's a captain. Yeah. Um, oh, Maniac says Wu should run. Mayor Wu. <laughs> I'd vote for Wu. Yeah. I don't want to promote Wu to captain. <laughs> I want Wu to be mayor. Let's just cut, just jump ahead. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, but um, I, I, he's already disobeying all the rules, and we see him doing it for the right reasons, mm-hmm. but. He's not good at, like, this is the law. We should uphold the law. It's like, well, this guy's really dangerous, so you can murder him, I guess, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah. For the Uh, good of the community. Yeah, for the good of the community, go commit some murder. There's a conversation going on about um, how high the crime rate is, and the answer is about as high as Gotham's. That's not good. (laughs) That's really bad. Um, One murder a week is a very bad statistic. And not like a vehicular, like manslaughter thing, like an an accident or something. No, cold-blooded murder every week. It's also more than one a week. It's usually Usually a a serial. Usually, I mean, (laughs) in in what, five years, they've had roughly a hundred serial killers yeah in this city yeah almost <laughs> almost a hundred yeah we're yeah uh what are we at like 95 or so no less i don't remember go on yeah, we're very close to 100 episodes 100, right? is the point yes, that I'm getting getting. i don't yes. do math uh, uh, 90. we're on four so we have eight left 92 uh, so 92 i did it yeah okay anyway <laughs> uh <laughs> Can we get to trouble? Yes. It's time to talk about trouble. Okay. What's happening here? There are so many fan theories. While you drink your water, there are so many fan theories. The entire first half of the chat before we even started were people talking about trouble. The consensus is that she found where Nick lives because of the phone, right? We have He reminds us of Chavez's phone, which I was told to keep it and they call me and he's not calling me. It's clearly the way we're tracking you, you moron. You're a police detective. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that while I was watching this episode. Yes, he has a smartphone, which all have GPS. This is a super advanced smartphone because it can read your thumbprint on the screen. Right. Um... Of course they can track your location, you idiot. (laughs) What kind of detective are you? Anyway, um, the other question that everyone's asking is, was she released or did she escape? And, uh, because she looked beat up, right? She looked beat up, but the last we saw of her was her walking calmly with Meisner down the hallway. Absolutely. Um, you just broke into a smile the instant I said the word Meisner. I can't help it. He's pretty. Um, um, also, was she brainwashed? Is uh, is it a setup? Is her going to Nick like this a setup? I feel like it is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm 100%. This is a setup. The question is whether she's doing it of her own free will or right. not is fair, and I do, honestly don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Tying back to my theory earlier where the uprising is somehow back, like, inspired by Nick, Mm -hmm. I think that it is, she is doing it intentionally, that she, like, needs Nick to just get down there before, um, so that they can be in the same place with everyone and have that conversation. For whatever reason, they think that Nick shouldn't be told. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think Trouble's brainwashed. It right. just it doesn't ring true to me. 
Um, there's a lot of factors here, and I honestly don't. There's a, there's some stuff I don't know how to justify, and we're just gonna have to wait and see. But what are you guys thinking? Um, well, everyone in the chat room keeps saying it's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trap. Yeah, so I needed to say it. Um, I feel like uh, I agree that her arrival seems like a setup for Nick for some reason. I don't think she's brainwashed. I agree with you, but I don't know what the point is of her doing this to like set him up for something or get him to do something. I don't understand right. why. I'd like to believe that she was beat up on purpose and that she was aware of it as opposed to like she got into a fight and had to escape. Yeah. But right. it's playing that she escaped, which I don't understand and I really hope we get answers. Elena Davis says uh maybe they want Adeline's baby. Um, I don't think that they want Kelly. Again? Um, and that's the thing. I, I don't think they're going to do that storyline again, yeah. one. But two, I don't think that Kelly is... Oh, and this is a real messed up thing for uh, Kelly to hear down the line. I don't think uh, that he is as special as Diana. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but but Diana is part royal. And right. we still don't fully understand what that means, but it is important. Right. Um, there is a mystical power behind being, but behind having royal blood. I think it also has to do with the fact that she's royal, and just on the royal line. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw the words Jessica Jones in the chat roll, and now the chat roll is closed. <laughs> um, so Amber also said, "I think the wounds are self-inflicted." I don't know. All right. Um, um, yeah. We we've been we've been predicting throughout this episode, so I right. think we're going to forego predictions for this week. Um, Nick also just real quick found that little tunnel. Yeah, uh, I think that that is exactly how trouble wound up there. Mm. Um, I think, or it's tied to the resistance um, or yeah, whatever. This uh, a lot of theories. The secret, the, the, the SGO, yeah. whatever yeah. it is. Sure, um, I think it's tied to that big bolt door. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Um, all right, uh, we'll be back in we'll be back in two weeks, guys. Just a reminder: uh, Grim is off for Thanksgiving, but mm-hmm. we'll be back soon. December sixth. Uh, December sixth. It will be our next show. Mark your um, it's going to be a fun show. Yeah. Uh, I like it. I don't. I, it's it's exciting. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Because um, we're going to show your fan art as well. And there's yeah. apparently a giant rat. Yeah. Uh, like Godzilla rat. Yep. Yeah. I don't know, but it, it's going to be a fun show. Be sure to tune in live. I think we might do another live giveaway for the Monroe mask and some and some other fun stuff. Yeah. Um, but you you guys should tune in live. It's going to be a fun show. Yes. Um, until then, until two weeks from now, Yell Teagle. Um, tweeted us your live art. My Twitter is at Yell Teagle. That's Y A E L T Y G I E L. Or put it on Facebook at Yell Teagle. Also on Yell TV. Go. Sweet. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Tari J. It's T A U R I J A Y. And you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson. T H A T Z A C H W I L S O N. And a whole bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz. Doctor Who with these fantastic folks over yeah. here tonight at 10. Until two weeks from now, I'm Zach Wilson. Thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.